back with another one. This is episode 60 of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher, Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. So you've come into the understanding of what it means to be a Hebrew and you're trying to find a way to defect from organized religion in order to walk in this lifestyle that the Most High has prescribed for us. And in this episode, we give you some practical ways on how to defect from the religious matrix and walk in the lifestyle that the Most High has prescribed for us. So Hebrews in Exile, you know what we do. Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in, in Exile. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing absolutely fine, but you know, I want to do something tonight that mm -hmm. we've never done on a podcast before. Okay. And I think it's apropos for us to to do this because the nature of this podcast is paramount to our brethren and sisters awakening mm. and turning back to the Most High and so forth and so on. And tonight, we're going to talk about how to get out of the matrix of Christianity and evolve into this Hebraic way. So, let's pray tonight. Mm. Very well. Most High, the Elohim of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, I, your servant, I entreat you as we engage in this podcast tonight because your people who are dear to your heart, whom you love and whom you've called out of the multitude of nations and made them yours are in dire need of help to change their minds and to direct their minds and to bring to them the unrest that they need to have so that they can escape the trappings that have been set for them by the Greeks and the Romans. So as we podcast tonight, Holy Spirit, I ask you to allow the words that we utter and the things that we have been saying in the past to resonate on the ears and the minds of those that hear, that they might know how special they are to the Most High. You direct our thoughts and you direct the words that we're going to express tonight. And we give you all the praise. Amen. Amen. How would you think? What? What would you do? Uh-oh. Hypothetical. Yeah. What would you do if you were trapped in a religion that you were trying to get out of and didn't know what to do, but you knew that there was something that you needed to do, but you didn't know what to do. What would you do? Well, I think we need to define trapped because I think that there's different levels of, of trap. Do I, in, in this religion, do I feel as though I can't, I'm physically being held or... Is it to the point where if I decide that I want to leave, I feel like I have more to lose by 
by leaving than than more to game. Let, let's define the jail that we're in because there's a difference. Because if I don't feel as though you know, if, if I'm not being, I'm got anything to lose, then I would just leave. There's nothing holding me back. There's nothing stopping me. There's nothing keeping me here. I'm not invested. So it's simple just to walk away. Well, then let's define trap for a minute, okay? I, I say that our people are trapped in a theological premise that has been brought to them or handed to them by the Greeks. And the entrapment is that this Greek Christian religion has for many, 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 many thousands of years been the go-to for a multitude of people around the world. Mm -hmm. And whether or not, you see, Christianity is the brainchild of the Greeks and the Roman and the Roman Catholic Church. And it doesn't make any difference whether you're Catholic, Episcopalian, um, Pentecostal, Baptist, um, Presbyterian, um, um, you name the religions. Yeah, PAW. Well, uh, that's, that's apostolic. Ap apostolic. Okay. Yeah, you you can name. We, we I didn't bring. I didn't bring my. I should have brought my book of, of, of religions, so I can name them there's all. There's a plethora. Because there's a plethora of them. Yeah. But the majority of them all fly under the banner of being Christian. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And Hebrew Israel, as we've been talking in these podcasts over and over again, Hebrew Israel is splattered through a majority of them. Mm. We've assimilated, yeah, and, and, into that yeah, thought. And, and they don't know. And, you know, like we've talked before, we've talked about Hebrew Israel not knowing that they are Hebrew Israel. I mean, you don't know that you are who you are. Mm. And, but there are those that are in this Christian religion who know they don't belong there mm. and they don't know where to turn or how to escape it to something that's better. And and I and from last week's podcast, we we were so we were so adamant about things that this podcast we want to direct towards that particular idea of let's help our people at least begin to think of a of an exodus. Yeah, I think probably, you know, one of the things that for me defining trapped as well is uh, the social uh, entrapment that we have that's uh, imparted into us because, you know, part of it is what's mommy and daddy going to think? What is my social circle going to think? You've built your whole entire uh, lifestyle around a particular way of life, uh, a dogma, 
an ideology that's all kind of Christian based, you know, especially here in Western culture. Um, it's you're you're kind of uh, uh, pigeonholed for lack of eloquence. That's not the word I really want to use pigeonholed, but you're kind of expected to be have a Christian mind yeah. because of where we live. That's where we live. Right. So it's it's this defection from the group that I think people are fearing the most when they're trying, trying to leave. It's, it's like one of these, these, these great mind traps where you, you literally keep yourself in jail because you don't want to experience going out because it's away, it's, it's away from the herd. And so even though you may have noticed the hypocrisy that we have enumerated after podcast, after podcast, after, after Shabbat, after Shabbat, to prove our case, like we're trying to go in front of the Supreme Court of the Most High and plead our case and say this particular, you know, ideology that people are believing in is a false one. We've, I think we've done a very good job of that. It still is incumbent upon the individual to have the courage to stand up and say, you know what, if I'm going to take on the ideology of for the most high I live and the most high I die, what better battleground to test that on than your defection from what you know to be false? See, we're getting to the point now where let's challenge that. If you are for the most high and you believe that his word is true and you believe the words that we're speaking over here to be truth, then what is the apprehension upon leaving from where you are? Other than the fact that obviously, you know, you still have some reservations. You must not believe in that wholeheartedly. No, 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 I don't, I don't accept that. I don't okay. accept that. What's your rebuttal? I accept the fact that it's uncomfortable. Okay, I will, I'll agree with that, yeah. It's uncomfortable. And the status of being uncomfortable with with taking a position or a stand, even though you know taking that stand, that particular stand is the right one to take, overcoming the barriers of the uncomfortability of the action is 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 the hindrance. It's the elephant in the room. True. And not knowing what I'm going to do when I when I when I do that, when I'm when I make that stand, that's that's uncomfortable for me to I want to see I can hear the minds of I can hear the minds of of good people saying, I want to, I'm afraid, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what my friends are going to say. I don't know what my parents are going to say. I don't know what the what the entourage that's around me that has been around me all of my life that I've been in this in this in this religious way. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to come back at me. And when it comes back at me, I don't know how I'm going to react. It's uncomfortable for me. I know mm -hmm. I want to, I know I should, but it's uncomfortable for me. See, that's, that's, that's the elephant in the room. Agreed. Agreed. I know 
Hmm. You know me. I got a I got a hard stance on stuff like that. I well, really I do. Well, I know you do, but <laughs> but we I mean because I understand, I, I, I'm sympathetic I'm feeling, to that. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the energy of people, like I said, who are just afraid. And I, and I understand that. Let me say this. Mm. Let me go somewhere. My testimony is that from the day I was born into this world. I was born as the third son, no, the second son of my family. Mm -hmm. My grandfather was an apostolic Pentecostal pastor. My father was an apostolic Pentecostal pastor. Mm -hmm. I began ministry as the third party of the three men of my family, and I was a apostolic Pentecostal pastor. Speaks to the idea, as I've spoken before, is that we take on the identity, we take on the ways of our forefathers and we perpetuate the same things that they have perpetuated. I did that also mm -hmm. until I got to teaching or I was preaching one Sunday morning and I came across a passage in scripture that said, this shall be a permanent regulation throughout all your generations. Mm -hmm. And that, that, caught my attention mm -hmm. and the one who said that was the one whom I'm I'm trying to love and I'm trying to serve and I'm trying to honor and I really I really had to step back and and think about that right this this is and at that particular time, I'm going to use the expression for the, for the sake of this particular podcast. The God that I'm trying to love and serve spoke and said, this shall be a permanent regulation throughout all your generations. Mm -hmm. And I began to ask myself a question. Well, if the God that I serve who is the Elohim of Elohims is the absolute all existent one, the omniscient one. If he said that, then why am I not doing this? Right. And see, that's the question. That's the question that, that has to be, that has to be, has to be answered. And I think it's a great start. It's a great starting point is we to understand all, that. Yeah. We all are striving to serve the same Elohim. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're black, white, blue, purple, pink, or red. Mm -hmm. You're trying to serve the one creator. And within our ability to try to serve that one creator, all 
of the theological points are different except for the Hebraic way, which happens to be the baby, well, which happens to be what the Most High said we, he would be, the fewest amongst all the nations. Okay. So, if the Most High said to us, this is what you're supposed to do, then I had to ask myself a question. Why am I not doing this? And is it critical to my way of life? Mm -hmm. And my answer was, yes. And that's, the, and, that's, and that's the point that you have to come to. Right. You know, um, I want to actually give you a testimony that I had as you're, as you're speaking here that may help someone with, the tr with this transition. <sighs> For a very, very long time, I, or let me say this, let me segue into what I'm getting ready to say. I'm going to go around Robin's Red Barn for a second. I'm doing a study on Yahashua. Mm -hmm. Yahashua is one of our ancestors. He's one of our great patriarchs. He's one of the, the, the successor to our great teacher, Moshe. Yahashua, every time that he was engaged in 31 battles with the children of Israel, every single time that the, he entered into battle, whether that be one opponent or whether that be five at one time, or as I will continue to pull out, uh, as I go through my study, it continues to keep building. The Most High keeps compounding how many people has to fight at one time. But the quintessential thing that he shows him, which I'd like to use that word a lot of quintessential when I use, when I talk. <laughs> I know you like that word. I use that all the time in my podcast. I said, you know what? I got to stop saying that because I'm getting tired of me saying it. Um, what's, what sticks out the most to me is the fact that every time that we go into battle or every time he tells Yahashua to go into battle, he tells him what? He says, listen, be strong. Don't be afraid. I'm with you the whole entire time. I'm going to fight with you. I'm going to stand by your side. So, A, key point, number one, recognizing, like we so eloquently saw, as we pointed out in our last podcast, that there is a problem with the teaching that you're receiving, that there is a hypocrisy that's there, and it's continuing to be compounded, and it's not seeking the truth of the matter, getting to the heart of the matter. It's like with any, like anybody that has a substance abuse problem, you have to first recognize that you have a problem. Now, what do we do about that problem? So this is my testimony that I went around Robert's Red Barn for. For a very, very long time, I had a problem with flying. I couldn't get over the fact that when I got into a plane, I would have white knuckles every time that I would fly. Every little bump in the air. I would experience that and think that the plane was going to crash because of a little air bump. So I said, I'm going to continue to keep flying, but I have to overcome this trepidation, this fear about it. So what did I do? I educated myself on how planes fly. The more and more I educated myself about what's happening, I knew what to expect. When I even studied the FAA book on when a plane taxis out, from the gate and gets on a tarmac, what he's doing, the different things. I used to listen to what he was saying if they allowed it. The point in bringing that all up is to say, educate yourself. 
when you you had you we've both had surgeries. And the initial thing when they come in and tell you, we need to do this surgery. Is there fear there? Is there trepidation? Oh, absolutely. That's absolutely. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So what do you do? You educate yourself. And then the next step is you just have to have faith in the one that has created all things that says, I'm going to walk with you in this. I'm going to be by your side. Why am I worried about somebody else's feelings or somebody else's what they're going to think? I'm the one that's going to be beside you the whole entire time. Walk in it. You may not get it. You may go to a couple of Shabbats and say, this is really, really foreign. But you understand that after a while, there's an old pastor. But when I was back in Christianity, back in Nevada, he used to say to the congregation, if you walk in a room filled with smoke, don't expect not to come out smelling like smoke. You are going to smell like smoke when you come out. Walk the path. Eventually, sooner or later, it, I know it's going to be troublesome at, at, at the beginning, at the onslaught, because there's going to be a lot of stuff that you just don't understand because this Hebrew white way of walking is 180 degrees different from what we're experiencing now. But it has to be a point where, getting back to your point, I've read the mitzvot. This is a perpetual mitzvot throughout all your generations that we're supposed to be doing this. I've made that understanding. Now I just need to walk the path. Walk the path. Well, I, 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 <clears throat> I get that. The problem of walking the path is the element of loneliness. True. And, you know, one of the things that people fear the most in life is being lonely and mm. which is the reason why a lot of people after their spouses die they they remarry because of lone not because of love but because of loneliness, loneliness. they don't they don't want to feel they don't want to be lonely mm. and when you have when you have been going to christian church all your life and you're surrounded by this body of people to break away from it there is once again the elephant in the room I can be brave and I can be bold, but I still have this trepidation of feeling mm. of being lonely. Lonely. Yeah. Sunday comes around and what do I do? I'm I'm in a city or I'm in a place where I can't I, I don't have a congregation. I'm used to fellowshipping with a congregation of people. I don't have a congregation of people around me to fellowship with. I don't have people to talk to uh, uh, with about this. I'm sitting at home. Yes, uh, I can I can watch a stream. I can I can listen to a podcast. But after I've done that, who do I talk to? Hmm. Who do I talk to? If I go to church. I got my fellow sisters and my fellow brothers to talk to, but this Hebraic way that I'm trying to transition to, I'm lonely right. and I'm on this island by myself. So, uh, so what do you think about this, this, this idea? The fact that that's why it's really important for us to be a community of people. Because one of the things we do here at FTF is we, we, we try to support everyone that comes through the door. We, we talk, we're open, we're not, we understand that we've been there before and we understand that uh, being in that place can be, like you said, very, very lonely. You're, you're fearful. One of the, like, I'm going to keep coming back to this point. 
the, my biggest thing for me is dealing with family. I could care. I mean, cause I'm that type of person. I could care less about two cents about what anybody else thinks, but it's that, it's that, Oh, you're, you're doing what now? Really? Hmm. That kind of that raised eyebrow yeah. thing that you have to deal with when the people that are very, very close to you who know you are saying, are you wrapped up in some type of cult? cult? Yes. Because it's not what the rest it's, of us are it's doing. Not, it's not the mainstream. Right. And so, again, that's why I'm saying it's, it's, it's quintessential and key. There that word is again. There's twice. To understand and get an understanding of this Hebraic way to help you ease your way into that. So that's why I'm saying it's good to be a community, to sit off at home by yourself and great. That's good to have home study. We all need to have home study, but it's also equally important because the Hebraic way to understand it, we've been talking about this from day one. It's a community. It's not an island of individuals that believe in the most high and we're just going to do our own thing. There are a reason why the most high has prescribed the Moadims so we can congregate. There was a reason why the most high has prescribed the Shabbats so we congregate. So we're a community of people. Hmm. Um, there's a song that goes, don't you know there's a lot to learn? <laughs> Don't you know there's a lot to know? A lot. A lot. A lot to learn. Teach me today. You know, the Hebraic way is filled with a lot to learn. But the thing about it is, there's there was a lot to learn in being a Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And you learned it. You learned it by association, primarily. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help people who I know are out there that listen to us each week that maybe some of you are strong enough to say, you know, I really don't care mm -hmm. what tr truth matters to me and, and my, my deliverance in the end of days is more important to me than worrying about the nuances of 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 the minutia that's against me. There 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 are those people. Oh yeah, agreed. But then there are those people like I'm trying to I'm trying mm. to uh, I'm trying to speak to today that are fearful and it's like and the fear like once again the fear is just about being being lonely and being by themselves. I've had people call me and write me emails and ask me a question: Is there a uh, uh, um, a um, first tabernacle fellowship in, in my community somewhere. Mm. And I go, I have to tell them, no, um, as far as I know, mm. there's only two first tabernacle fellowships mm. uh, of this nature uh, on the face of the earth. One of them is in Sacramento, California, mm -hmm. and the other one is Kisi, Kenya, mm -hmm. in, 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 the, in, the, in the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. So, how do we help these people, Sean? Wow. <laughs> how do we I, help? How do we help them? I, 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 
I will rest that. I can't, as a human being, can't do it. That's the most high that has to jump in and do that. There's something that has to resonate in that person to say, you know what? Maybe enough is enough and I'm going to try it. I'm going to stick, put my toe. I don't want to do I was going to say put my toe in the water because that goes into the swimming thing. (laughs) But um, you're going to have to get, maybe that's, you have to get to that point. The most high is just going to have to step in. And I know that's like a cop out answer, but I mean, aside from all we can do is talk about our experience and what we went through. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. I hope that resonates with you. Let me say this. There's no easy way. There's no easy way. The only thing that you and as a person can do in making this exodus is to just break away. And I know prayer is a cliche, but prayer is the avenue that can help us to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to work in your lives and to work in our lives to help us to make the transition that we need to make and direct us in the direction that we need to go so that we can get to the point that we need to get to. Because here's the here's the real kicker. The real kicker is that uh, it is essential that we as people uh, repent of our lack of obedience. And my question is going to always be this. When somebody tells you that you don't have to do something that the Most High has specifically said that you and I need to do, the question that I always am going to ask is, who told you that? Yeah. Who who are we believing here? You know, right? who told you that, that stuff? And whoever told you that stuff, they got... I always get the word wrong, but they're they're huge <laughs> and they're bold. Uh-huh. And and that's not the place that's not the place we we want to be as individuals in relationship to mm. our walk with the most high. And I'm going to say this to you again. If you love Yahweh, if you love Elohim, if you love the omniscient omnipresent absolute, all-existent, mighty one, then the thing that should be on your mind should be, how do I, how do I get to a point where I can serve him in the mannerism that he's asking me to in spite of? And that's the journey that we have to take. Right. In 2007, when I made, well, in 2006, when I began to make this, this, this transition, uh, for me, it was a matter of truth. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I was, a, I was a Christian pastor and I got to this point in text, like I just said, 
where he says, this shall be a permanent regulation through all your generations. Well, I'm a pastor leading people. Mm. And I'm going to be held, I am going, listen, 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 listen. Every pastor is going to have to give an account to the Most High for the things that have come out of his mouth toward his people, right, wrong, or indifferent. Or indifferent. Ah. Yeah. And if your pastor or your leader knows, knows that what you've been listening to on this podcast is true and he refuses to make the change to direct the people that he's leading. Mm hmm in the right direction, mm-hmm. there is, okay, yeah. according to Hebrews, in your in your in your in your in your Christian Bible, Hebrews chapter ten, there is no sacrifice that can be offered. That's right. For sin that has taken place with knowledge. That's right. Once you've come to the knowledge of truth, it says there is no sacrifice that can be offered to the most high for sin. So you can dance around this Mm -hmm. all you want to, but there's going to come a day of reckoning where we are all going to have to stand before the austere judge. And that austere judge is not going to be Jesus Christ. It's going to be the absolute all existent one who is going to be judging us concerning the matters mm-hmm. that he has said. Mm-hmm. So you, and so we can either make the change to come to a point of understanding the necessity of 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 doing what's right mm-hmm. and suffering the consequences from those who don't and be at peace in your soul, Mm. in your soul, knowing that if, you know, you know, I've, I've heard, (laughs) in all of my years, I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the worst. I've heard, and I've done it myself in the in the fury of being trying to be persuasive and be whatever, you know, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. Well, you know, you know, if mama don't wanna go, well I'm gonna go. If daddy don't wanna go, well I'm gonna go. If sister don't want and we get all worked up and everybody go, yeah. Well, we're, we're, this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. The rubber meets the road right here mm. in scripture that the Most High has given us commandments and a way of life that is directed to a way of life and not a religion. If you're in if you're in Christian if when I was in Christianity I was in a religion. Mm. I'm not in a religion anymore. I'm in a way of life. Right. These words I'm giving you, they shall be life to you. Right. And at every turn, if you read our text, you will see that the Most High 
based on the question that you asked me earlier. How do you do it? And I responded that the Most High is going to have to step in because this is a way of life for us. If you look at every example that the children of Israel are experiencing, they cannot do it by themselves. They cannot leave Egypt by themselves. They cried out. It took the Most High coming down and decimating their oppressors in order for them to leave. It took a, an act. It took the Most High act to part the waters, to stepping in that gap in the waters, to separate it. They can't do this. You can't. The children of Israel as a group of people can't do it on their own. Anytime that they wanted to inherit, they had to inherit the land. The Most High had to fight with them and stand with them. He had to be with them for 40 years in the desert. So having this idea that you're doing it alone is, is not the correct mindset to get you ready for success while you're trying to leave to say, I'm going to be by myself. No, you're not. Because if you're trying to do this on your own, you're going to fail at it. Yeah. yeah. Horribly. Yeah. yeah. And you will be winding up back to where you were, running back to what you understand to be true. Because I said this all the time when I'm, when I'm up there teaching about the children of Israel. You don't think that when they were in the desert for 40 years, you had some clowns talking about, it was easier for us back in Mitzrayim in Egypt. Why are we out here? Why don't we just go back to where we were and abandon all this? You have people that are like that. But again, maybe another key tip is to say, put yourself in the correct mindset to number one, say, if most high, I'm going to make a pact with you. I will walk in these mitzvot, but you have, I, I, I need you to be with me. I need you to be with me the whole entire time because I can't do this by myself. Well, I'm going to get confronted with people that are going to judge me, that are going to put or are going to pigeonhole me, that are going to tell me I'm in a cult. They're going to tell me that that I'm not uh, 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 I'm not studying the word correctly. I'm taking it out of its concepts. That I'm not looking to the right to the right God. I'm not. I'm. I'm. Why would you do something? I'm going to be challenged at every front of my life. And I have to have the reassurance, most high, that you're going to be with me. I'll walk it. But you got to be with me. And, I, and that's, I'm only saying that to say that put yourself in the correct mindset when you do this. Don't think that you're going to do it by yourself. The most high is going to be lockstep with you. And then once you get around people that are of like mind, they get under t tutelage like you. <laughs> that is that is mentored me through this whole entire process of understanding a community and a people, it was very easy to make that transition. But again, set yourself up for success because this is a lifestyle and we got to walk as a community, not alone. Question has been asked me before and why is it that you Rabbi Holman, why is it that you have come to the vast understandings that you have come to mm. and others of your peers haven't? Come on, this is going to be good. I love, I like this. Mm. And I have to say to them, mm. I didn't ask the Most High to be 
a leader of people to make my name great. I didn't ask the Most High to be a leader of people so that I could be renowned amongst people because that's definitely mm. not a right motive. Right. I asked the Most High to let me lead his people in truth. Mm. Truth. Truth. So he led me, he led me through enough of the quagmire and enough of the minutia that I would be able to tell the difference when he extrapolated me out of it and set me into a pure mindset and a pure idea that I would be able to tell the difference between that which is holy mm. and that which is profane. That's from the, that's from the writer of Malachi. Mm. So now I'm able, to, I'm able, I'm able because of my desire for truth, and I have a model. It's my model. Mm -hmm. I coined it. There you go. It's under my name. Patented. Truth Boom. matters. That's right. Truth it, matters because it does. And I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're doing. Truth in any circumstances or situation in life is going to matter, and it's going to define the outcome of your life, whether it's going to be good mm -hmm. or whether it's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Truth. Absolutely. And when it comes to, when it comes to the father's word, we're not, I'm not talking to you out of a Greek text. Mm. I'm not talking to you out of a Greek mind. Mm. I'm talking to you out of a Hebraic text that is validated with, with Hebraic study and the Hebraic language to validate the truth that's there. <sighs> and every turn, every turn that I've made and every turn that we have made has been within the framework of that work. So the question always comes back to me now when there is a question about taking an action that the Most High has asked us to take, the question is, who told you that what the Most High said was wrong? And like lastly in our last podcast, I mean, I'm upset. I'm upset, Sean. Mm -hmm. My whole spirit is upset that anybody that the Most High has created that's that's not on his level mm -hmm. would call him a liar. Right. Right. Yeah, that is. And so, you know, that's that's the point. That's the point of this podcast in relationship to the one that's, that, that precedes it is that if I know that somebody is calling the Elohim that I love and yeah. that I know loves me is calling him a liar, mm -hmm. I need to disassociate myself from, from, from that group of people. I need to disassociate myself from that person. Because they are, they, 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 they. If I remain, 
they're holding my soul hostage. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that, they are challenging the authority of the Most High. And and I, yeah, I, I and and that's, and that's the reason why I'm coming to you in this podcast, and I'm saying to you, let us help you to escape. I know for some of you, we're miles and miles and miles and miles away, but our voice—you're listening to our voice. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to help Hebrew Israel escape and get into the safe place of the coverings of the Most High, so that you can be you can be term you can be under the terminology that the Most High has spoken about Hebrew Israel. What a wise and understanding person you are. Why? Because you follow his ways. That's right. And you're doing what he asks you to do. Now here's a problem. Okay. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna address the problem. All right. There are things within the Hebraic way that are in this exile that are of a necessity to abide by and carry out. And some of those things, particularly all the things that are we call the Moedines that are listed in Vayikra chapter number 23, require a convocation. That's right. Not only a Shabbat, but a convocation. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult when I'm alone in a city, in a place where I don't have a congregation to to, to congregate with to carry out those kinds of things. What do I do? Great question. That what is a I, great question. What do I do? Yeah. What 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 do I do? What do I do when he says, You shall hold a convocation for the feast of matzah for seven days, the on the first and second day, and I'm alone. I don't have anybody I don't have a I don't have anybody to to hold a a, a convocation with. Mm. What do I do mm. when he says to me this shall be a, a holy convocation to you for the uh, for the uh, uh, feast of trumpets and the uh, uh, Oat mm. and and the Day of Atonement and Sukkot. What what do I do? And I'm trying I'm trying to be obedient, mm. and I'm alone. It's just me. Yeah. What do I do? Oh yeah, Kohini and Appleton. Don't look at me, guys. All bugged out. Well, what, 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 what would you do? What would I? What would you do? You know what? I'm gonna say something that's gonna be a little uncouth. Not that that's beyond me to do. <laughs> to say something a little uncouth. Maybe that is an opportunity for us. Now, hear me out. Now, if I am that person, let's say I'm somewhere remote. And I cannot get to a congregation of people. And I've done my due diligence to seek out a group of people in my in my community. And I, I just don't have one. That are walking in he in the Hebraic That's way. Walking in the Hebraic way. Yeah. I and I and and the mitzvot is clear yeah. that I have to convocate. Yeah. 
I'm I'm thinking about our opportunity to open up. You know, we've got this thing called Zoom in the digital world. We 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 can zoom our our yeah we can we can zoom our Moadims. So if at if it's just the idea of saying okay, I'm there for the teaching and. We're here, you're here with, even though, even still now, people are in the city of Sacramento and are not coming to this physical place, but they are watching by way of the stream or wherever they are because they enjoy the the message that's, that's coming out of this house. Same thing with the Moadims. We are in a day and age now where you can, even though you're not physically in the room with somebody, at least make the attempt to be around people of like mind and be a part of a, maybe a community of people that are online to deal with that particular issue. Now you can't observe the, the, the eating and all the other things that come along with it. But again, well, yeah, you can, yeah, you can. That's, well, yeah, you can, you can. That's, you know what? That's a wonderful idea. I knew if I asked you, you'd come up. <laughs> you, I, I knew you'd come up with I'm something. I'm putting brother Trey I knew, in charge I knew of you'd that. come up with something profound. Listen, Zoom today is still a way of life for many believers. Many believers are not going to their churches. They're sitting at home and they're watching the stream online or they're in a Zoom uh, portal. Mm -hmm. We have the capability here in our house to be able to bring up on our big screen those individuals who would like to dial in for our Moedim service and, and be a part of our community. And as far as the fellowship of eating, you may not, you, if you have some friends over, yep. you, can have you, some, you can have some friends over and they may not necessarily want to participate in the, um, in the um, liturgy of which there is the most high never gave us a liturgy for these Moedims. Right. But right. he asked us to have a, a holy convocation. And when we have this holy convocation, we usually uh, say something or say some words around what's taking place. And then after that, we have a, we'll, at those of us that are a community and still come, we'll commune and we'll, we'll go and eat. Mm -hmm. You at home uh, can prepare your Moedim meal. And uh, after uh, the Zoom is ended, you can go and you can have your your Moedim um, festival or feast meal uh, with your with yourself or with your family or, or whomever. Mm -hmm. That's something that you can do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it, it, again. And the thing yeah, about it is. Yeah. The thing about it is, and this is this is the interesting thing. The Most High knows that we are in this exile, and being in this exile, there are things that we can't always do. Yeah, that's exactly where I was getting ready to go. And that's the one reason why He's extended to us, extended to. And as a matter of fact, uh, I, I in my uh, in my book, uh, 
in defense of the Messiah, I, I write in there about the aspect of grace. Mm. Grace was not granted uh, for the sake of Christianity. Grace was granted to Hebrew Israel because the fact of our being in these ex in this exile, a lot of these uh, commandments and mitzvot that the Most High is asking us to do, he knew that we could not do them in this exile, being under the rule and governance of various peoples of the nations mm. that we weren't going to be able to carry. So he's extended to us grace mm. and mercy. If it's not for his grace and mercy with the more deems that he has given us, then we would we would certainly have perished for the failure of, of being able to carry them out. Right. So uh, one of my dear friends um, sent me a text uh, <laughs> this week and asked me, <laughs> does the most high have a heart? <laughs> and I said, really? What do you think compassion is? Yeah. And long suffering. Right. I mean, he's not a, he's not a different, he's not a different Elohim than the Elohim that you have always loved and, and worship. He's only different to you in that now what he said and what he's been saying, mm. you're now paying attention to. Right. And then paying attention to it, you're now having to ask these kinds of questions. But he's the same, he's the same loving, compassionate, long suffering. He's the same one who said, I'm, that expressed the 13 attributes in, in Exodus chapter 33 or 34. He's the same one. Right. I mean, you got a whole entire, you read the Song of Solomon, you see the, yeah. the, the prophet yeah. pontificate about how the most see we, we like to focus on all the, the 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 butt kickings that the most high hands out because of disobedience oh of, he's, not a, he's not an ogre yeah he, he no he's just like you or anybody else there are things that you disapprove of in someone's behavior and therefore there are things that also that you enjoy in someone's behavior when they abide by and and play by the rules so the most we are made in the most high's image so of course the most high has a heart like you said he's not the wwe he's not the wwf right. put you in a headlock right he's, and he's, he's you. Not, no he's not an ogre <laughs> and so consequently you know with that with that let let me help you tonight as we come to close in this podcast mm. for those of you that have been listening to the podcast and you're trying to figure out a way out well Let us help you. Let us help you. And you can become a part of, of our community here by way of Zoom. Um, you know, we'll we'll give you that inf we'll we'll give you that information. We'll put that information out in in a in a in another podcast, but we'll we'll help you with this. Mm -hmm. Secondly of all, um I know you have questions and I right now we don't have, we don't have through our podcast, the availability for, you know, you to call in 
and ask us these questions so we can answer them within the framework of the podcast. One day, uh, we hope to be able to get to that point where you can call in. Uh, and I know that the, the the time frames are different because some of you are listening on the East Coast. Yeah. Some of you are least listening uh, in maybe foreign countries and what have you. But you can you can send us a email through our web portal. You can send us an email through our web portal, um, www.firsttab.org. Uh, there's a place on there to send and ask us questions. I got a question today from a gentleman who was in camp from Canada. Um, and you can ask us questions mm. because here's the thing. I want to help my people make their calling and election sure on the right side of the line. Mm -hmm. That's my, that's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I, I want, I want to function in the mindset of my great, my great writer and my great student of the most high Danielle who asked the question, what about my people? And the difficulty, yes, there's a lot to learn. And we want to teach you. Mm. If you don't have anyone to teach you, we want to teach you. We want to help you mm. to make the turn to Teshiva, repent, turn back to the ways of the Most High and understand that your life can be great and you can be a happy person. Your soul can exhale and realize that it is now in a safe place. Not with me, not with Sean, but with the Father's word. With the Father's word. Mm -hmm. And what, what he said. Not what some man told you he said and he, that you don't have to do anymore, but right. what the most high, the most high says, I am not a human being that I should lie or change my, my mind. mind. He said that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's telling you something different, they're lying on the most high. And I, my spirit, my spirit just absolutely can't stand that aspect because the Most High has said in one of his prophets, woe, woe to the shepherds, the pastors, the leaders who are leading my people astray. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're in the last days, friends. We're in the, we're on the, we're on the backside of the sixth day going into the seventh day. There's going to be a reckoning. And honestly, you want to be on the right side of the most high. And we want to help you get there. Agreed. I don't know if we've helped you tonight. I don't know if we've given you some, some encouragement in this podcast. But I sincerely, earnestly admonish you if you have questions. Write to us. Write to us. 
at www.firstab.org. Go to our portal there where you can send us an email. We'll get it, we'll respond to it, and we'll answer your questions and we'll help you to get to where you need to be. And there's also a place in that portal to put your phone number. Mm -hmm. I'll call you. If you want, if you ask me to call you, I will call you and we can talk about this thing that's so important to your soul. Mm. If we keep continuing to do the same things we've been doing, yeah. we're going to get the same, same results. Result. There is, is a way that seems right unto men. The end thereof is destruction. Right. I'm trying to bring you the right way that's going to turn you to a way of life, liberty, and a true pursuit of happiness. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. exile. Shalom. Shalom.